0: betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800 gambler promotional offer not available in washington dc is most available
1: sweetheart has been bitten by the
2: love bug
0: want to help me unthaw
2: have some laughs on love with kathy's valentine next Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show getting thematic around Valentine's Day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Canis. I'm Robert Clark Chan.
3: I'm Gina Ippolito.
2: Why'd you make us wait? That was uh, a pregnant the, pause. The, that ant- was a deep the pause.
3: anticipation is worth it.
1: Oh, man. You you absolutely weren't expecting me to actually say <laughs> my name, were you?
3: No, I, I oh. my brain forgot what to do when we don't fuck around.
2: You'd think we'd have a guest today,
1: you but see, we don't. You see, this is why I'm irresponsible, because things go wrong otherwise. Things go wrong when you're responsible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That holds up. Yeah. Uh,
2: what, what's exciting about this episode? Uh, Kathy's Valentine. If you're familiar with the Kathy comic strips <sighs> uh, from like the no, it's '80s, no,
1: it's ack, not uh,
2: ack, uh. ack, It's it's not good. Look, most most comic strips are butt. Most comic strips are not good. They're not funny. Kathy is in that family of comic strips. All uh. right, all
1: right. I'm coming in with a hot take early. Okay. One. Uh, thought I would hate this. Did not hate
3: it. Oh, oh my god! Damn it. god. What? Wow.
1: I hated.
3: No, uh, you are now. You are just. You are purely just doing this to be an asshole. <laughs> He's
1: trolling, right? Number, He's got to be trolling. Number two, it's terrible. Uh, because I was such a uh big comic strip guy, you know, when I was sure sort of a kid. Same. Um, I'm I'm p- pretty familiar with all of the comic strips of the '80s. And like many, like almost every strip, honestly, at some point, the comic strip was good and it was pure and a a clean idea from the author um, Mm -mm. illustrating, you know, something meaningful or uh, true. And if it stays around too long, it just becomes a parody of itself.
3: Wait, are you talking about all comic strips or just this comic strip?
1: Well, no, I mean, like, like Calvin and Hobbes, uh, he bailed before he just like retreaded himself and just, you know, was making garbage, uh, Burke Brethid, you know, in Bloom County kind of sorted did that. He's kind of half in and half out, but like he basically does it when he is feeling the mojo and stops when he doesn't Farside quit, but things like beetle Bailey and uh, Kathy, Farside was brilliant uh, for
3: years or better or for worse. Farside yeah. side was brilliant for years, but kathy was only ever I'm so fat, I'm so sad I'm so lonely I want a man
1: well at the t- when it was first came out, it was um sort of a uh like a a honest view of uh the working woman culture
3: no it was it was I always so, about Chan- her being single. It, w- it was always about her not her being lovelorn, uh, not like and, and, th- and always thinking that all she needed was like a boyfriend to sort of solve her problems. But her self-esteem was also very low, but also like weirdly high at times. It was basically like uh, sex in the city if you boiled it down to just one very, very basic thing.
1: I mean, Sex and the City had its moments, too.
3: Oh, I love Sex and the City. I'm just saying it is a a watered-down Sex and the City if all they could talk about was how they also needed to lose weight. The reason that I don't like it is because it truly plays into the trope of the sort of frumpy – woman who's always just got to lose those 10 pounds who thinks a man is gonna fix everything it has nothing she's not ever a fully and also it's not funny like if it if it was if you're giving me like a sad woman like i can make that funny i can make a sad woman funny but she's always sad about like the same specific things i I hate it
1: i will concede not that funny uh, but I, there were some gags I enjoyed. And I think, really? I think actually what this special does better, possibly, than the comic strip is it sort of focuses, uh, the satire. Um, like they make a thing about how she's always reading these magazines, and a lot of her neuroses develop from essentially that, from the, um, the industry that uh, uh, keeps women paranoid and uh, anxious and focused on their weight and whatnot like that to sell uh, magazines and makeup and all that. Like there's the whole thing of, you know, her shopping, trying to uh, spend all this money to earn a 95 cent, you know, Valentine's day card.
3: Again, Um, not funny. Not not funny. Like it's, it's 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 honestly the only thing that kept me going through watching this was the commercials. The the version that we watched still had the 80s commercials in there. That's the only thing that kept me from killing myself while I was watching this. Hot garbage. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty rough. This might be the my least favorite thing that we have ever watched. Ever. Wow. okay yeah. I'm not ready to go that I mean, low it's, yet. It's, but it's definitely top three. I just I I hated everything about it. I hate her boyfriend. I think he's a serial killer.
1: He is the worst.
3: I hate her parents. I think they're insane. Like they're they're also serial killers. But most of all, I hate her. And when not even she is likable. I'm not rooting for her. Like, I like hated Irving, but I'm also just like, yeah, I don't care. Be an asshole to her because she's a terrible person. Like, she just, I can't, I just can't watch this like, oh my God. Like, oh, it's me. I'm, oh, like, finally I have a man, but it's still not going right. And it's just, ugh. It like reminds me of like my most disliked aunt who's always making other people people's like her problems, other people's problems. And I don't mm. like it.
2: But really. So, uh, I felt
3: worse for the therapist, I guess, is the one the I was therapist is
2: the hero of the episode. I yeah. will definitely say, uh, I, according to Wikipedia, um, Kathy is a comic strip that ran from 1976 to 2010. It was created by a lady named Kathy, oddly enough. And, uh, it's about a woman named Kathy who struggles through the four basic guilt groups of life that being food love family and work and it gently pokes fun at the lives and foibles of modern women <clears throat> yeah three television specials 20 books over 1400 newspaper circulation at its peak and uh there you go uh, originally starting it is as she her one yeah. big
3: awful stereotype about about women and a certain type of woman and Honestly, I feel like if this had been written by a man, it would be Chan's most hated thing as well. (laughs) It's very possible.
2: It's very possible. Now, we did open up uh, this special is 30 minutes long instead of our normal 22 because it had all the commercial breaks in it. And of course, we're going to talk about all of the commercials. So I just opened up here. Uh, Kathy, oh boy, here we go. Uh, I remember this as being a very unfunny comic strip. Uh, There was a, a saying from it that I think my mom had like a tote bag that had Dude. Kathy on it. And it just said broken cookies contain fewer calories. <laughs>
3: I I I cannot, I cannot, I can't do the <laughs> dieting woman trope. The, I mean, you want to talk about sex in the city? That was the thing. They were always eaten. Like you know, yeah. they were never, I mean, there, there was like one episode where Samantha's like thinking about getting plastic surgery and stuff like that but they're always eating which is how women actually act and just she's always
2: eating yeah she's never farting that's how i knew women don't fart
3: obsessed with it she's so obsessed with like losing weight and then she's eating and then she's like complaining about how she can't lose weight but then it's like just would it kill you just to have a woman with a healthy relationship to her body and food
2: in this comic it would because it that would, is not the that's point the whole, of the comic. That's the yeah.
3: whole job.
1: The whole thing. Kathy walked so Sex in the City could <laughs> Thank you. I right.
3: want to see the crossover where they become friends with Kathy, and then like one episode there, later they're like, So we're faking our death to never talk to this woman again. Right. I, and then I they like, oh,
1: murder her. They murder her yeah. and put her into yeah. the trunk of their car. Drive it out to the It doesn't desert. end well it
2: it it ends better for uh, a a lot of uh, their boyfriends than it does for Kathy in that situation. Now, the commercials to start, uh one was for a Bugs Bunny was Bugs Bunny in prime time in CBS in 1989 just showing reruns of Bugs Bunny cartoons. What I exactly mean, was that an ad for?
1: They would have done uh specials uh because they had so many uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is Bugs Bunny Wide World of Sports. So they just repackaged like the sports uh, segments or
2: segments are old cartoons, even for 1989. Are we explaining cartoons?
3: Are we explaining commercials now to Ray? Is that
2: how far we've fallen? No, it's not Uh, the idea that it's the fact that this special existed. Like, I just can't believe in 1989. With there being so much a glut of network television that they were repackaging 1950s Bugs Bunny cartoons in primetime on CBS, that just the concept of that blew my
0: mind.
1: They had been doing it for decades by this time. They were still doing primetime specials of that at this time. You lived through that time.
2: I did, and I don't remember Bugs Bunny in primetime at any
1: point. Did your parents not let you stay up to watch Bugs Bunny at 8, 7 Central and Mountain? No.
2: I will tell you right now, In uh, my 12, this would have been 1989. It would have been my 12th birthday. And my parents said, what do you want for your birthday? And this is over the summer. And I didn't think I'd get away with it. But I said, I would really like a TV in my room and having a cable TV hookup in my room. Ooh. No, 12, I just, I no threw, 12-year-old deserves that. I threw it out there. Uh. And my parents... Said, yes, we will do that for you. Your parents, I like, couldn't
1: believe it. We want
2: they wanted you out of the way, as oh, yeah, as weird as possible. Boomer parents, you know, they don't they don't they never raised kids, they just allowed them to be in the house. That was, <laughs> you know, and then for my 13th birthday the following summer, I, I did a little double down. I said, I want a VCR <laughs> so I can rent videos for Blockbuster Video and watch them in my room. And, and they then
1: said, yes, we will do that for you as well. The year after that, you were just like, fuck it. I would like porn just give me stacks and stacks of <laughs> porn. Damn. And they're like, I had a VCR you? and I had cable
2: TV and we had a Cinemax subscription. I didn't need porn. Jesus. Cause
3: I already um, had it. I don't know if you gentlemen are, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell our listeners. <laughs> oh, I don't geez. know if you gentlemen are I Feel like, uh, I've already uh,
2: admitted too much. What else am I going to say?
3: I don't know if you're organ donors. I am an organ donor uh on my card no one harvest my organs before i'm before i'm fully dead though please
1: i will be donating my organ yes go on
3: um i would really like if ray would donate his brain to science because i think we're gonna see some real messed up shit in there i think it's gonna be cte and just Mm -hmm. giant gaps this is why he doesn't remember a lot of things or or Mm -hmm. can't understand certain things has entire decades that seem to be missing like the entire eighties and what they were like (laughs) Chan.
1: That's a ridiculous thing to say. I don't understand how he managed to get a nostalgia podcast off the ground when he can't remember last Thursday, but I'm very excited about last Thursday.
2: (laughs) Even though I don't remember. Look, second commercial. Is for Pizza Hut, and do you guys remember when you could get two pizzas for ten ninety nine? Oh my god! I
3: love Pizza Hut. I love a Pizza Hut commercial. I, I, I don't, they just don't make good things good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Pizza Hut
2: might be the worst of the chain pizzas. I'll put it out there. It is no, not. There's no. nothing special no. about Pizza Hut. No. no. First of all, no. going into
3: Pizza Hut and having that whole experience, plus the toys, plus the Like the reading challenge and everything. like Okay, yeah. the Pizza Hut restaurants were
2: fantastic. I'm just talking about the quality of the food. I still buy them. Oh, my God. No, Papa John's (laughs) is hardly the worst. Papa John's is a decent pizza. It was just run by a fascist, and I had to stop eating it. I had to stop eating it. No, Papa John's has gone
3: downhill. We had a whole conversation at work about this when we were deciding what kind of pizzas to get.
2: Interesting. Okay. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal. I believe you. Um, I haven't had it in so long, though. I can't even, you know. I just I like that little garlic dipping sauce. That's delicious. And I the like that they give you peppercinis, but, but uh,
3: yeah. no, Pizza Hut is the shit. I, st- I still have somewhere a little Land Before Time hand puppet. That okay, no, That's Pizza all Hut. awesome.
2: Yes, that is. And look, a- after a softball game, you'd go to Pizza Hut. Like, that's just what you did. Um, a Domino's is way better than Pizza Hut right now, though, for my money. I'm sorry. Domino's you- has improved drastically over the last, say, five to ten years.
3: You played softball with the girls. Didn't you? I was actually one of the only girls on the uh, boys team in my town because there weren't enough girls to form a girls team.
2: Man. Bougie. Am I right? Next commercial was for R.D. for Channel 7 News. I don't know where. I think it's from Wisconsin. I don't know where exactly this recording is from. Uh, but that was just ridiculous it's just a thing where the guy explains his name and why he's called rd and he's like one of the newscasters and i don't give a shit about this guy so i'm gonna move (laughs) forward uh and then a news story before we hit the big kathy special you need that splash of news president bush went home to maine (laughs) No, it was just President Bush went to Maine. Excuse me, not went home. I wrote went went home, but you're right. You know, he just went he, to
1: Maine. He did say they did say went home. Oh, I don't they know they? if he actually went home, but like he's from Maine and he went to Maine. So they say you're know, like
3: it's it's a one-sentence news story and it made me laugh. <laughs> President Bush and for anyone wondering, in case that one stupid young guy that Ray is friends with is listening. Oh, for F sakes. This, 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 this is <laughs> the first Bush this not is bush, H-
2: hw bush yes this is mm-hmm. this is the vice president under ronald reagan bush
1: mm-hmm.
2: not the idiot son who had an unholy war in the middle east he had a relatively popular war this one did in the middle east but that fizzled out and the economy fizzled out so fast under him he was a one-termer bill clinton kicked the shit out of him figuratively speaking went. and so let's start it here kathy both loves and dreads Valentine's day. It's her favorite because she loves the idea of it, but in logistical practice, she does not like it because it's a lot to live up for. She never has a date or she has the wrong date, you know, single women. Am I right?
1: I will say that I was honestly shocked that, uh, the voice wasn't Elise Beasley. Um, because it sounds so much like her. Oh, wow. I- okay. That might, no, I guess if it's 1989. The voice
3: is awful. Animation is awful. It's all awful.
1: Oh, no. I think the animation is pretty bad. It's fantastic.
2: Uh, Look, her voice sounds like, I guess, what I think Kathy, if she lived in New York, I never pictured Kathy. Look, uh, she's an every woman type of comic. I just assumed she lived in the Midwest because I lived in the Midwest. It never once occurred to me until I watched this right now that Kathy would live anywhere but where I lived. So when she starts talking in this weird, what, New Jersey accent? What was this?
1: Oh, my God. I know the you just voice. discovered what
2: I was going to reveal later.
1: What? The, the voice of Kathy uh, uh, w- uh, played the role of Liz Danes on Gilmore Girls. Okay, well, that wasn't what I was going to reveal later, but that's I, I kind of doubted it. It didn't seem like the sort of thing you would yeah. know or care about.
2: I didn't picture her having an East Coast accent, and she completely, it's aggressive. Can we hear a little bit of Kathy's voice now that we've been talking about it for the people at home?
3: Uh, um, Geis White was born in Dayton, Ohio. She was raised in Midland, Michigan. She's not doing a
2: Midwest accent here, though. You judge for yourself, people at home.
0: Look forward to Valentine's Day and dreaded it with the exact same passion since I was old enough to spell chocolate.
1: That sounds like Elise Beasley from Moonlighting, right? I got a little girl. I don't up. remember Moonlighting well enough,
2: honestly, but I'm going to say yes, yes, absolutely, nailed it. Absolutely does.
1: It it is on Hulu and it still holds up. You should check it out.
2: Um, but however, Kathy's got a special thing this year because this year. Dun dun dun! She has a boyfriend, Irving. I hope they double murder each other. Irving is not likable. I oh boy, but Kathy's I, also not likable. So I don't yeah, know what to do. That's here. why well, I
3: want them to double murder. I don't even want murder suicide. I want them both to pull the trigger at the same time.
1: <laughs> uh, when we start out here, it's like oh, now I'm together with Irving. Um. And we're, you know, uh, have a deep romantic relationship, and they're both sitting down at a table, uh, and then they fall asleep in their food. And I was like, "Boom, relatable. I get that that you're so goddamn tired that uh, you just fall asleep."
3: But Listen, they even, just like, because you're or anything. in a like, boring, what are they tired for just Sorry, because Gina, you can you can relate to a boring relationship doesn't make this a good show.
1: Um, a yes, it does.
3: Me.
1: <laughs> um, I am happy with my boring relationship. Yeah, it is. It, it makes me over the moon because the first, uh, let's say, 15, 20 years of my uh, dating life, I was into uh, uh, people who had drama. And that sure is. Wait,
3: do you like this? Because you're Kathy.
1: You know what? Oh, my God. I breakthrough. I am not going to say yay or nay. I will. Um, I do eat more than my fair share of chocolate at work. Mm. Um, I do always consider dieting and uh, needing to lose weight. Uh, I do fall asleep on the couch more often than not. Yeah. Uh,
2: At the end of the day, really, marriage is just about finding somebody to put a show on, both be on your phones for hours every evening and don't talk to each other that's marriage right that's pretty much it in that's a nutshell dream. you can do yeah. that
3: by yourself
2: uh no you can't it needs no. two people on their phones not talking to each other otherwise mm-hmm. it's just sad it's thank called you. parallel
1: play that's uh is that we-
2: parallel play <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. i need somebody else in the room to get mad at me so mm-hmm. i get things done <laughs> that's how things work right I, think- I just I don't know why they're so tired though. Like I look, I know why me and Chan are tired all the time. <laughs> I absolutely look, no one needs to explain that.
1: But
3: these are childless. No, they're not. T- it's not it's not indicating tired. It's indicating bored.
1: I mean, it's indicating okay. the 80s where uh women had to work twice as hard sure. to uh, earn uh, half as much and men were on coke.
2: So they sleep in their food like get have better food. If you're that bored by your food, I, mean, I don't it's, know. it's Chinese It was the takeout.
3: era of TV dinners, and
2: yeah, I mean, that's true. That's all she mm-hmm. has in her freezer. um And anyway, that's enough for the moment. Let's cut back to commercials. Burger King, ninety nine cent cheese double cheeseburger. Oh, I love his burger. Why King does commercial. Burger King food look so delicious on TV? Because oh, it was better in the eighties. It was better always. in the eighties. I love the idea of Burger King. And every time I have it, I am fraught with disappointment at how low quality their food is. I don't feel like it used to be this bad. It was good in the 80s. It was good. And it was good in the 90s. And then something happened and they just, their buns fall apart. (laughs) Uh, The the Whoppers are just, they're not saucy enough. I don't know. I've, I've had nothing but disappointment with Burger King.
3: And I keep going back. Would you say that you are uh, the Kathy and Burger King is your satisfying relationship in this scenario? I would argue that I am Kathy, Burger King is Irving, and
2: we just fucking fight, and we want it to work, and it just doesn't.
3: Don't you dare call Burger King Irving. It's more like Burger Irving
2: King. That's what Burvinger
1: it is. Burger King. Yeah,
2: it's, I'm always... I. Much like breakfast burritos, I'm always disappointed whenever I eat at Burger King. I haven't had a satisfying breakfast burrito either in like two decades.
1: It's Have you not so been to Cactus? Or cottage, the Corner Cottage? I don't know what that Dude, is. There are literally a dozen world-class breakfast I tell burritos you, in Los Angeles. Every time
2: I get one, it's underwhelming. Ew. So let's do the next commercial. No-nonsense pantyhose, Gina.
1: We don't do pantyhose commercials anymore. We
2: don't. I noticed. And the best part is, they follow up the no nonsense pantyhose commercial with the second no nonsense pantyhose commercial, two in a row.
1: I mean, I remember this this commercial, it's their target (laughs) demo. Well, you, I mean, you do remember and don't remember.
3: I do remember because I remember like the legs navigating, a, like basically an office. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, like um, what's it called? Relay, not obstacle a relay course. obstacle course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, uh, I think uh, that's I, clever. I can picture the the ad man in the room saying, "Obstacle course, not a run in our stocking." It's a clever ad. I still remember it clearly, even though I was just a. I was negative 10 years old in the eighties. So <laughs>
2: wait, is pantyhose still a thing that people wear? I, I can't, I can't,
3: I can't, your, your stupidity is, I, is not cute anymore.
2: Wait, do people, do people not wear it anymore? Or do people wear it still?
3: You're asking if people still wear pantyhose. Of course, people still fucking wear no, pantyhose outside of
2: bank robbery situations. I mean,
1: this is kind of like, uh, saying like, oh my goodness, uh, woman, you look, uh, amazing, uh, without your makeup on. And she does have makeup on because it's one of those things.
3: Yeah. It's so
1: ingrained. It's,
3: uh, uh, it's called willful, uh, willful, willful ignorance. It also says well, that, that it, it also implies that Ray has never watched any number of shows that star women, uh. My crazy ex girlfriend, the aforementioned oh, Sex in the City. Oh, that's a great mm. show. Well, I like those shows. Uh,
2: <laughs> those shows are old, though, at this point. Mm. I'm just around a lot of people in sweatpants all day, I guess. Look, maybe in the video game industry, that's just not a thing that happens.
3: And you never go
2: out anywhere ever. I don't stare at people's pantyhose when I go out. Like, no, I'm minding my own business.
1: I mean, this is this is uh, an important consideration. That if you stare at uh, uh, women's legs for any length of time, you will be arrested. Yeah, you're a creeper. I'm not that guy. Yes, you are. I just, I well, I try
2: not to be. <laughs> I try to just leave everybody alone and mind my own business, <laughs> and that makes me a pariah apparently. <laughs> anyway, back to the show, <laughs> Kathy is discussing relationships, and she's in her therapist session. She's going to see a therapist like Tony Soprano.
3: And even her therapist hates her.
2: Yeah, her therapist, it's okay to feel good. It's okay to have a relationship and not have drama, Kathy. What the fuck is your problem? And then she slaps her, and I couldn't believe it.
1: Or maybe I made that up. Uh, We... uh, Because you constantly insist... On me playing all the goddamn songs in these cartoons. Yes, please. I'm gonna play this one.
0: Oh baby, don't you burn my chicken? Oh baby, don't you mush my mushroom? Ooh
1: You know what? Thank don't you for that. Understand that.
2: I don't even remember when that happened. I don't even. I, I it, that left no impression
1: on me at all. I didn't even write it down. They were taught. They're in the therapist's office and uh they're talking about like the good times back when you know they were all enjoying each other uh and you flash back to a year ago cuz they've been in a relationship for a year um i was in the impression they'd been like you know together but not engaged or married for like 8 years yeah but this is like fucking 12 months and the magic is gone but this ends with them fucking and i don't understand how the don't burn my chicken, don't mush my mushrooms is erotic. Well, these are two of the most bland people in the entire universe. Yeah.
2: And so just the idea of eating boiled chicken gets them fucking horny. I don't
1: know what to tell you, Chan. Okay. Okay. I see the-
2: <laughs> Look, I-, I didn't write it. Um, But even, you know what? Boring couples will still fuck. So I guess this is how it happens. I don't know. Um, she's now bored. She's been in this relationship with Irving for an entire year and seeing their dynamic. It's awful.
3: It and yeah, everything about it is awful.
2: I would understand if she's just like, this is a bad relationship, but she says this relationship is great. I'm just bored in it. And then she blames him for the fact that she's bored using some very convoluted logic. And at first I'm like, okay, team Irving, she's just high maintenance and difficult. And then we get to learn about their relationship more from his side of things, and I'm like, oop, nope,
1: he's worse. He's worse at this
2: point. They're
3: both ter- they're both terrible. They're not, not healthy.
1: Yeah, at, at this point, um, it sort of feels like okay, Kathy is uh, neurotic, but she's essentially you know um, got her head on straight. You know, she's like generally she's functional, making an effort, and she's you know generally a good person nope. who is chosen a bad person don't think so don't think so um, no she's we, terrible we get introduced to irving who is the absolute dog no shit.
3: she's also a terrible person she's like she's like putting her shit on other people yeah right uh with no regard for for them or their time she's like she can she cannot she is not here listening to her therapist at all she's not hearing her uh yeah she's a she's a bad person they're both bad people I hope they murder each other and yeah I
2: first I'm like okay she's just giving this decent guy a hard time and then we cut to Irving playing racquetball with his friend and I'm like what an absolute piece of shit Irving
1: well okay no no I mean he may be a piece of shit but he does have some valuable advice
0: women hate it when men are always on time
1: (laughs) I mean it's I mean fact and yeah. do
2: you guys, did you guys, I don't know. I, 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 in the moment I, I figured out, do you guys recognize that voice? No. Play 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 Do you have any more clips of Irving talking? Because I, I figured it out. Uh, I wrote it down to, as a marker to remember. And then after it was over, I looked it up and I turned out to be right. <laughs> so I was very excited.
0: Oh, it is serve them up? no, really. Look, I'm sorry. The wedding's on Valentine's day and we don't even have our flatware picked out.
1: Sorry, hold on. I, uh, I'll, I'll get uh, back to yeah, Irving. That, that was also, Irving's friend. That was Ross. Yeah. Irving's friend is getting married in three days and they haven't picked up the flatware, which sure is like, like a, a, a boring sort of thing. But also like if your wedding isn't fucking nailed down by three days before the fuck are you doing yeah you're a disaster and getting getting married on valentine's day
3: i mean that's a good everyone in this is terrible everyone in this is a terrible person yeah getting married on a holiday like valentine's day you're terrible people not
1: terrible just like uh poor decision making no that's terrible because
3: you're basically saying to your friends either you don't get to celebrate a holiday the way you want to or you say no to our wedding. That's that's not something right. good people do.
1: Uh, no, a Christmas would be bad, but Valentine's Day is no, about romance. Because, but, and theoretically, a wedding is the most romantic thing. But just Fair. because.
3: But here's the thing: you don't know what <laughs> other people do on that holiday. You don't know if your friends celebrated in a specific way that's personal to them. Don't force your shit on other people is what I'm saying. You could yeah, do it hold
1: on. You could do it minute. the
3: weekend of, of like Valentine's weekend, but like Wait why you're why are you forcing everyone else to forego their plans for Gina, your wedding?
1: What very specific plans do you make every Valentine's Day? Because I feel question. like you're being hyper defensive yeah. about a specific no, thing. And I don't I, know what I that just, thing I is. I just
3: think I think people who unless it's like Unless it's let's say New Year's Eve, because New Year's Eve, all anyone really wants is a party. So Ooh. I could I, like, so if you're having a wedding and you're basically like, hey, I'll provide everyone with free food and booze and a place to dance and party. That's all anyone wants on New Year's Eve, anyway.
2: Ew, who's but, getting fucking yeah, whoa, married no, on New I, Year's I, Eve? On New Year's Eve, I want a place to go to bed by eight thirty. That's what I want.
1: Yeah. No, no, nine thirty because you gotta watch the East Coast. Well, you gotta watch the East Coast. You're
2: right. I'm sorry. You're right, Jen. Nine thirty. I got and I'm out. I'm out.
1: Uh, why do You you have <laughs> some bizarre ass ritual that you do on Valentine's Day? And I need to find out what no, it is. No, I just that, think wait.
3: anyone who monopolizes an entire holiday, like if one of your friends was like, hey, we're getting married on Thanksgiving, you wouldn't be excited about that. You would be like, I, I have my thing I like to do. Or yeah, maybe you just want playing, to stay I'm home out. on that day. Like, you know, it's not it's, – <laughs> yeah. So these people being like, yeah, we are, we are stealing this holiday. And also we're doing it poorly because we planned it poorly. I
1: mean, that is the bigger issue.
2: You don't have to worry about like forgetting to take your like wife out for your anniversary. If it's always on Valentine's day, like that's, Uh, it feels like a
3: little bit of a cop out to me. That's smart. He's man who is one sentence away from, from admitting to spousal abuse for the comedy,
0: right?
2: Uh, you know what, fair? Uh, can we get what Chad? You got one more Irving line like queued up, so I could just uh, we got to talk about his, his voice actor.
0: You've eaten with a plastic fork for 20 years. The food you buy comes with a plate. It's not enough. You're making me go to a wedding on the one day of the year I like to leave town.
1: See, Gina is backing Irving here. Yeah, no dude leaves town on Valentine's Day. Why? Are you- why are you getting in the way of a man's desire to escape and run away from his commitment issues? Yeah,
2: this guy, he says, every Valentine's Day, I flee the country. <laughs> like, what is For happening? For reason. Uh, and so the voice of Irving, I just wrote down, is that Rob Paulson?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, Rob Paulson. And it's
2: absolutely Robert F. Paulson or whatever he goes by in the credits. Uh, <laughs> Rob Paulson, of course, uh, a very, you know, Yakko Warner, Raphael the Ninja Turtle, and of course, Snow Job from gi joe so uh, i just it's a very recognizable voice that took me a second i was like "Ooh, wait a minute is this michigan's own rob paulson yes it is (laughs) um and i'm sure one of his most regrettable roles but hey Uh, get paid that's what i say go get paid
3: (laughs) uh this is crazy because i i just googled kathy tv special and it is not the one that we watched yes but three total yeah so so uh, but 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 this is this is in case anyone watches this valentine's kathy episode thinking irving isn't a scumbag uh this this is the kathy just kathy tv special that's what it's titled i thought i was looking up this one it's not the same one that we watched uh uh uh, Kathy has a relationship with uh, with Irving. One Saturday night, she visits Irving's apartment to find he is entertaining another woman, Brenda. Although both what? women storm out on him, Kathy returns and Irving attempts to explain himself. Despite momentarily thinking the affair was brief, Kathy looks into Irving's refrigerator and finds butter on a plate, lasagna, and ice trays filled, and realizes it has gone on for weeks. Oh no!
2: <laughs> That's horrifying. Jesus Christ. Um also according to this the final strip of Kathy she's revealed that she's pregnant with a girl. <laughs> what is happening? Uh all of this is terrible. Uh just terrible. Terrible. Uh also okay so he hates rules. I don't get what's happening. The their, their main problem is she's very neurotic and uh, gets very uh, angry when things don't go the way she thinks they're supposed to go in her head. I get that. His deal is he hates being told what to do and he hates rules, so if there's an expectation of him to not be a huge piece of shit, he can't help himself but be a huge piece of shit because the expect... Wait a minute, Chan. Hold on just a second here.
3: By the way, if you look up Kathy, the actual Kathy, Kathy Geiswight who it says in this, she acknowledged her comic was receiving complaints, saying the last thing that the world needs is another vulnerable woman. Whim, woman,
2: yeah. yeah, thank you. And
3: and a lot of people expressing surprise that a woman would write this comic. Uh, and she said, despite complaints, her readers like it. She stated, this: this strip is how I work out my anxieties. If you look her up, she is very pretty, very petite. Is that right? I know. So
2: she's just like Kathy. Uh, very good looking, uh, a very attractive, well together person. I'm just saying,
3: Google Google her. She's quite cute. Oh my Who's God. Right.
1: eating craft singles? I'm gonna do it. I'm
2: gonna do it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, she's okay. I mean, look uh, at she's... Her.
3: look at her like it when just... she she was like yeah, like there's a picture of her like winning her nineteen
2: eighty seven she is, look she's an attractive Ohio woman that's what I'll say
3: oh no
1: <clears throat> wow wow that was unnecessary I don't know why you gotta be look, uh Jan, about I didn't make like her be like from that. Ohio that is
3: I mean it said she moved to Michigan Ray so well we all yeah, make good Michigan choices born. in our lives Jan, click on that picture that I just sent
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a uh, I don't normally like clicking on uh, pictures strange of strange links that Gina DMs. sends you. Trust me, I get it. Uh,
3: I just want you to see how cute she is.
1: Only leads to trouble.
3: Okay, okay, yeah. She's got, she's cute, and like, look how happy she is with her little. I'm just saying, that's, she deserves better than an, this garbage and being disgusting. An Ohio she Niner,
1: made
2: this garbage. What do you mean she deserves I know, better? And she's
3: very rich from it, but she. It's not a good legacy is what I'm saying. Look,
2: I did not know that she's one of, uh, she is a University of Michigan alumni. I kind of I... like her a little better now.
1: <laughs>
2: the wild thing about it is she would have, wait, she would have gone to the University of Michigan the same year my parents were there.
3: Wow, did they know her?
2: This is crazy. She. Oh yeah, I don't know if, that. you know what? I'm going to have to ask now because she is, only one year older than my dad and two years older than my mom. And they all would have been at the university of Michigan around the same time.
3: Maybe your dad's the, uh, the inspiration for Irving.
2: Oh my God. My dad Ooh. is the inspiration for Irv. guys. Ooh. Guys.
3: Also, by the way, I just realized it's here. It's, it said that her real dad voiced the dad in, in the other special. I don't know if he voiced the dad in this special, but that's kind of cute. As also, William if I were Geisweid, her parents, so sure. I if I were her parents, I would be like, hey, can you please not make us out to be anti-therapy weirdo Scientologists? Because this is not flattering. Uh, in
1: 1980, what was it? 89? That would have been very normal. Like, uh, you're, There were already just- a
3: ton of shows where people got therapy. I mean. Right.
1: But this is like the silent generation, right? Like Kathy's parents
3: were the ones
1: who went to World War II and were like, you know what? Maybe if we just bottle everything up and never speak of it ever again, nothing bad will happen as a result.
2: I thought they were Scientologists uh, and therefore hated the idea of therapy because therapy gets bombarded with hate speech in this episode. No (laughs) one believes in it.
1: I mean, like, uh, this one rang true to me because uh, in the 80s, like uh, uh, uh therapist therapy was used as a threat to get my grades up. Like if you grades That'd don't go up, we will send you to a therapist. and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess it better. Cause that sounds horrible.
3: But, but these are adults. This isn't a child. I'm saying there were already like plenty of depictions of therapists on TV.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was still normal in, culture for people to think that way
3: i mean her parents aren't coming off i don't think i don't think we're supposed to get where her parents are coming from i think they they come off as not great people yes uh i'm oh, just no, saying if I, well if, i'm just all. saying if i was writing a show about my parents and i was like hey dad why don't you do a voice in this cartoon that i wrote and it was him basically being like therapy Oh, what you can't talk to us. What are you, a stupid head? My dad would be like, hey, I don't want to read this. And also, do you think I can give you some rewrite notes? Oh, man.
2: Now, look, I just got to find out if my parents knew the author of Kathy when they were going to
1: college.
3: All I can think about
1: stuck on that now. And it's like, oh, my God, it's my father. I'm not going to be able to
2: move past it, everybody. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I, I I have such a hard time with therapy wasn't. I don't know. I remember. Uh, uh uh when i was a kid because of adhd they sent me to, to a therapist uh, uh t- you know to get to get me heavily medicated uh for my hyperactivity um and i didn't like that but like i don't remember uh, the psychology being like this aggressively dumped on in 1989 it, it, this this i don't know this is weird to me
1: uh, i i do i do Oh, Okay, well, there you go. Uh, uh, I, I just want to uh, uh, real quick uh, point out uh, that Gina is correct. Literally every single person in this cartoon is a horrible human being.
0: Except the fairies. Come on, I'm doing you a favor, pal. Kathy will see you in your touch. You'll slip her some great Valentine while she's all emotional from the wedding, and boom, you have got her where you want her.
1: I do not want to hear the words you slip her something <laughs> and boom you got her where you want her in the like, same sentence. They're already dating. Like what like
2: they're already boning. Like what do you mean? Like what are you trying to, what what's what angle are you trying to work here? What I
1: mean as mean? my good friend uh Dr. Cosby will tell you oh, it's way more fun if you slip him something first. <laughs> S- slipper of Valentine. Is that what is slipper that a Valentine? It? Slipper, some great Valentine. Like, I understand the construction of that, but boy, it does not sound
2: good. I did not care for it. No, uh, I didn't like that at all. Uh, mom and dad have a surprise visit. Uh, and then mom makes the point. Love is when you stock up your fridge. She has a very empty fridge with two sad TV dinners in the freezer.
1: Okay, let's let's hold on a moment here. A, hey, uh, 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 um, this is the point where, Uh, You're saying, "Am I Kathy?" And I am not. I don't think I'm Kathy, but it's possible that I am Kathy's mother, Mm. because when she's like, "Yeah, love is like stocking up your fridge," and if you look in the fridge and/or pantry,
3: that's just every uh, Italian, Jewish, Asian. So every mom in the world, mom. Mm -hmm. Well, not a Midwestern mom. I'm assuming. Not
2: a real. Why do you think we get so big? No. Not from not eating. It's like it's like when people say, "Oh, I'm blank," and you know that's why I love food. I'm
3: assuming not a German. Every culture loves. Let me let me say that. I'm assuming a German mom doesn't come over and stock your fridge. Oh my god! Are you kidding? A
2: German mom will stuff it full of streusel and pretzels and beer. But. Every culture loves food. You're not special because your culture loves food. It's a frustrating thing I hear all the time about literally everything. Even white people like food.
1: I mean, you could call
2: it food, I guess, but... I mean, look, it's not, look. (laughs) Look, having grown up white... Your casseroles are not food. And eating white food (laughs) um, a, a huge portion of my life it is a tragedy. Sorry, white people. You did lose that one.
3: GI <laughs> Joe will return after these messages.
2: Switch on Chargertron, robots like you've never seen. Switch on Chargertron, supersonic machines. Rev the meter till it's ready. Launch out the tracker. Switch on Chargertron, now it's an attacker. Switched on Charger-Tron.
1: Always changing, rearranging. He's surprising. He's disguising. Charger-Tron. Charger-Tron. There's Protagatron and Antagatron. Each sold separately from Buddy L. Now, back to G.I. Joe.
2: Gracious. Anyway. They get very, very mad about Kathy seeing a psychiatrist. They are they are enraged. You can talk to us, your parents. And I'm like, yes, in my head, like, but you're not a professional. <laughs> you don't you can't actually help me with this. I got very mad at the parents and this is what I'm trying to say.
1: I was a little worried because for a second I thought it was Valentine's Day because uh, Kathy was like getting all dolled up and got like the miniskirt and, and makeup and all that. Then her fucking parents walk in. I'm like, holy shit. Were they trying to cock block her on Valentine's Day? Then I remembered it was just like it was like the the buildup, the three day buildup. So yeah, yeah still yeah. weird. Uh, but also like, because clearly they don't give a shit. If they walked in and saw Irving's naked butt like pounding into their daughter, they'd be like, "You go, boy." But um, they they're too entirely too casual and have too few boundaries.
2: I mean, yeah, that's upsetting uh, as well. Uh, Irving does come over and kicking out the parents and he has a big special secret for her, for Kathy. But it's like that there's wiring in the house. No, he's like giving her a free cable hookup. This is a good gift. Okay. (laughs) Is that what was going on? I didn't really get it. Yeah, he's
3: like giving her like a, a premium hookup for her TV. That's like surround sound. It's like all the cable like it's like they can watch like movies together now and stuff
2: and fall asleep two seconds into it
3: i mean that's if some dude was like hey gina i'm gonna hook you up with especially in the late 80s this stuff was expensive and like no not too many people knew how to set it up this would be like if some guy now was like i'm gonna upgrade you to an 80 inch tv i'm gonna give you built in the wall surround sound uh and I'm gonna like hook it up so that all the wires look really neat and organized. Like this is a pretty good gift.
1: I'm trying to figure out if Gina is A actually an Irving or B the reason why she has all of her relationship troubles is because she's attracted to Irving. <laughs> I'm leaning towards B, honestly. No, listen,
3: all I'm saying is I get I get both of their attitudes. Her attitude is in her mind, she wants something so perfect that no man can ever live up to it. And she and it's perfect because shitty society and magazines tell her it's perfect. So like the perfect expensive box of chocolates, the perfect this, the perfect that in his mind He he is giving her something that he thinks is really cool, but he clearly doesn't give a shit about her because if he knew her at all, he would know that she wouldn't think this is cool. But he doesn't want to be hemmed in by her expectations. So they're they're both wrong.
1: Yeah. And they're
3: both terrible. They're both terrible people. He doesn't even try to give her what she wants. She doesn't. She's puts too much pressure on on this one little thing. I just the, hate both of them. Like <laughs> some
1: of some of this stuff is rooted in a kind of reality, and the way I I was feeling the arc of the show to be going Covenant. is that they would sort of like uh, sort of realize like, oh yeah, I'm doing a little bit of this, I'm doing a little bit of this, and you know, like if I dial it back, you dial it back, then we can, you know, like. Be mature human middle. beings who can yes. exist together. Well, boy, I wish uh, that's where we went. And then it kind of doesn't. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it it doesn't at all. And nothing is resolved by the end of this, which is so strange. It it see it has no coherent arc to it. Like you would think and especially because they sort of give you that moment, like at the wedding, the vows are what is like the vows are them basically saying like, hey, it's about compromise essentially and like they're each they're each like spelling out kathy and irving's problems and then kathy and irving have a moment where they're like wow okay maybe we were wrong and then they fight again and like that's and like it just ends with the fight unresolved and them like fucking and it is not how you write a show (laughs) <laughs> We're getting
1: ahead of ourselves. We're yeah. skipping right over the California raisins commercial. Oh, okay. I love, I thank love you. Those California raisins. Thank you. But I will say that, like, they are in a weird position because this is a special, but it's also sort of in a continuity because I, I don't think this was the first one. And I don't think it was the last one. The intention was we'll keep putting out these specials that... um Basically, we have to rehash the characters anew every time and just have them go back to their same shit so that we can like a sitcom. And it's kind of a weird place to Except be. Except
3: in a sitcom, it would be resolved. And then like, you know, and then at the start of the next episode, there would be a new problem. It wouldn't be like the same. I mean, it would be like a similar problem, but not like they could have resolved this at the end.
1: It's like your Sam and Diane, you know, like they're they're not going to get together for a long time, um, except they, they get post- together immediately, and then they like are fighting all the time. Well, yeah,
2: because uh, I, I thought they broke up right here. I really did because he they they fight they fight over just like I know couples fight over dumb shit, but like there isn't even an issue. They're just fighting. <laughs> yeah, like well, I,
3: oh, yes. you're but I think the issue is that he's trying to give her wiring for Valentine's Day. And she wanted him him to show up in a tux... She, she had these unrealistic expectations of he would show up in on a white horse in a tuxedo and give her chocolates and candy and, and everything that she didn't even know she wanted. Sure. And he's a lazy sack of shit.
2: But yeah. he, he's still wrong. Like, she's still right to be mad at him. He sucks. No,
3: no, they are both wrong. There is no right yeah. in this... He, he, I mean, and the thing is, if you want to look at it from like a perspective, you could say, well, he brought her a gift he was excited about and she doesn't Uh even try to get excited about, or you could say, well, he didn't even like, she's right. He didn't even, so you could say they both, they both have some small degree of rightness, but I think they're both just a hundred percent wrong and terrible people who should murder each other. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I
2: think that is where we're gonna go with this. Um, and yeah, California Raisins commercial, back to commercial break. Ray Charles as a claymation. I, I love it.
3: I love it. I love this uh, claymation style. I miss it.
2: And I, I remember all these commercials. They have Triaminic cough syrup for
1: children. I that fucking uh uh jingle's still in my head. Ooh, yeah. yeah, like when it came back on. I'm like, oh uh, like I forget I the, the theme, the but it's like your kids won't remember
2: the cough syrup, they'll just remember that you care. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, hit me right in the feels. I'm going to go buy some triaminic right effing now. My kid's not even sick. So <laughs> I need it. Uh, and then I absolutely remember Calcan cat food. Calcan cat food, now known as Whiskus. I had forgotten that they
1: had changed their name. I had
2: to until this commercial started and I went, oh, that's Whiskus. And sure enough, they're like, Calcan now has a new name. I'm like, is it Whiskus?
1: Yes, it is. Why do you keep saying whiskus? Yeah, like
3: I'm that? I'm confused about this as well. I like I, saying I the word whiskus. Like hey, everybody! <laughs> you realize that that's
2: not the word, though, right? Whiskus. That's how you pronounce it. That's how we said. Chan, pull up the commercial. That's how you say it. Whiskus. Chan? The pleasing aroma, everything
3: more and more cat owners tell us their cats prefer with a brand new name, Whiskus. More and more cat owners tell us their
1: cats
2: prefer
3: Whiskus.
1: Whiskus. Thank you. God damn it. They kind of do make it sound like Whiskus. I mean, I
3: still don't think that's what they're saying.
1: It is not. exactly what he said. Uh, They hired someone with a fucked up accent.
2: Wait, they
3: hired
1: Uh, me.
2: Sorry,
3: guys.
1: That
2: announcer was me.
1: That that checks out.
2: Let's have some whiskus. 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 I love saying it. It's great. Anyway, then we get TV shows of the era. We get Dallas, classic. Falcon Crest. That's a great name for a show that wasn't very good. And then of course, the the oft forgotten Pat Sajak show.
1: Man, late nights were never the same after Pat Sajak.
2: Here we are, man. 35 years later, Pat Sajak is still hosting Wheel of Fortune. And we all forget that 35 years ago, he had a very short run as a Uh, late night talk show host uh, that was like syndicated on like U62.
1: Didn't he retire? I thought he retired last year. Oh, I thought he was still on the air. Either
2: way, like let's face it, he's still around. Been a long ass time. I, uh, you know, he's a cranky MAGA guy now, I believe. But who cares? Pat Sajak, ladies and gentlemen, the Rob Lowe of his time. Have uh, you guys been watching the floor? Am I? Am I? Are you guys on the same party as I am watching the floor? Absolutely
3: not. Nope. I
1: have no idea what you're talking about. And I am happy about it.
2: That is a Rob Lowe hosted game show of trivia and uh, 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 keeping your cool under pressure. And it's very fun. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, look, it's not, it's not good, but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Anyway, if you watch the floor, let's talk about it. Like, cause I, I got thoughts. It's, it's great. <laughs> okay. Back to the show. Kathy is eating chocolate at her desk while she doesn't have a relationship, and it's the most productive. She's been at work ever She's able to keep her focus. This is the wrong message to be sending to
1: everyone. I mean, it's not a message. It's like the the thing of like this is what she is using to uh sublimate her issues. I don't mm-hmm. care for this.
2: And maybe it's just cuz I hate corporate America. I do not care for
1: this. <laughs> you're you're not supposed to.
2: And this is the moment when I uh you know, I always have this moment where I check the timer to see how much more I got to go. Here we go. Sometimes it happens sooner in an episode, sometimes late, sometimes not at all, but often it does. 16 minutes into a 30-minute episode, I just wrote I am bored to tears. It is so boring. The entirety boring.
1: of this special. Uh this is not like like high comedy. But uh, there's an element of farce where she's talking to her therapist on the phone, then her mom calls, and then she's got to go back and forth and talking to the therapist. No. She goes back, and her dad's on the phone because her mom had to go get like tissues or something like that and no. come back. And and then all the people, all our coworkers start coming in and offering their two cents on what's going on. Yeah. And uh, her friend comes in with four kids. Four children. children. hers, Or if she brought the preschool class.
2: Yeah, it was very confusing, and they all have valentines for Kathy. And I just wrote, I don't even know what's happening anymore. This thing has lost the plot. We are spinning in all kinds of. We're just going stream of consciousness right now. I mean, just anybody who wants to just shows up and has it a hot take, and then another person shows up, and then we spin into I don't know. I don't know what's happening. uh, This is called a group game,
1: and it's uh, it's uh, what happens in between uh, Harold runs. Did not care for it.
2: Did not care. Anyway, Irving goes to a department store that specializes in Valentine's Day stuff. We get a little sketch here, a little skit where Irving is being overwhelmed by Valentine's Day choices. And at first it felt like the lady behind the counter was actually going to be able to help him. And then, no, he doesn't really know what he wants. He doesn't really know what to do. And all she is doing is going out of her way to make it more confusing for him until he just needs to leave. Hilarious little sketch. Uh,
1: there's some funny bits in here. It's like uh, uh, all of our Valentine's gifts are small to fit in that little space between the, uh, uh, you know, when the women's open door and it's been barricaded because you, you fucked up. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, she uh, uh like she figures out to uh, the s- Kathy size and like all the varieties, you know, the French size, the Italian size, the unisex size, petite cut, all that jazz, you know, kind of fun. Uh, different kinds of silver or whatnot and then when he bails she's like bus tickets are over there and like aisle five like yeah okay S- solid Chan,
2: I'm learning a lot about you in this episode <laughs> I thought I fully I fully understood the picture of Robert Clark Chan mm-hmm. and there's just always it's, it's so much more depth than you, you ever know.
1: Yeah there's like a there's a whole like uh Midwestern uh, uh housewife from from the 80s, uh, tucked away under all those <laughs> hiding in Bakersfield this whole time. Metal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying I'm learning. I'm just I saying mean, a I'm thing. learning
1: It's the thing. Yeah. But you know what? That's what keeps the relationship spicy. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to judge of my inner child is a 48 year old housefrau.
2: Kathy's getting ready on uh, Valentine's Day itself. Uh, they, they are going to the wedding. I thought they'd broken up. Honestly. I thought the, I thought the date at the wedding was off. Um, and, uh, he shows up to take her to the wedding and she's not even dressed and he's furious. They're and trying she's like, to put trying on to, like, like, put it back together. I, I would
3: be he's, furious too.
2: Sure. You... She's like, I'm in between my 11th and 12th outfits or whatever. You just happened to come when I wasn't wearing one. You should have had this figured out ahead of time. Yeah, I don't know if you what we're know even doing.
3: if you know that this is the type of awful, awful human being that you are, you try on those outfits a couple days in advance. You, just, you
2: have I this mean, shit on lockdown by the time we get to the bitty being picked up moment, you know. And also, we go back into psychiatrist bashing again. Like we're just going for it. Like every every segment now is just how much psychiatry is is quackery. I'm expecting Tom Cruise to show up at some point. I'm expecting L. Ron Hubbard to make an appearance in this episode.
1: This is. Uh, um, this is Battlefield Earth. Th- this this whole thing where, like, he never puts any gas into his car. And so she's like, well, find my keys. And, like, but you always lose your keys. Um, this was the point in my notes where I wrote, holy shit, this is a toxic relationship. Like, I thought it was. Um, Either one or the other, you know, is basically wrong or that um, they just weren't seeing eye to eye. I think that's what we're
2: supposed to believe. The
1: core of this relationship is broken. Like, the only thing they can agree on is that they, uh, um, I guess, both come from broken homes or where there just was a lot of fighting.
2: Well, my, uh, Kathy, they... we, we've seen her parents. They seem perfectly functional, if not annoying.
1: I mean, I, I just feel think like... that
2: these are two exhausting people who are exhausting to be around, much less spend even a half hour with in a ca- cartoon special.
1: I'm guessing the dad was an alcoholic and uh, did, a, did a, his fair share of screaming uh, when she was a child and may have mellowed since, but, you know, the damage is already done.
2: I mean, fair enough. Yeah, it does happen um and uh, they're getting ready and they're just fighting and they're just and their fighting isn't like fun fighting you know like yeah. there's there's fun banter fighting you know like the lockhorns am i right everybody there's fun fighting where like we know everybody's going to be okay but then there's what's happening here which just makes me uncomfortable i feel like i shouldn't be watching I feel like I should just close the door and wait in the car until they've cleared it up. You know, it's this This is concerning. It's not fun.
1: Not fit for uh, network television at seven o'clock. Conflict is meant to be fun. In in stories.
3: Nothing about this is enjoyable. Except for the commercials. But let's go back to
2: commercials again.
1: Let's talk about a $3.99 drum auger, you guys.
2: I, I'm not going to lie. Ooh. When they advertised that, I, I just packed and unpacked the auger. I'm looking at it right now. The auger that I have for the home. And when I saw an auger at true value in 1989 was on special for $3.99. Legitimately, I got excited.
1: Yeah, same, same. <laughs> what is wrong? I am broken weird.
2: is what I'm trying to say. Uh, do you guys at home want to see a picture of my auger? Because it looks exactly like the one from this commercial. Auger technology hasn't changed.
1: I am not going to make that mistake a second time.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, and did you guys get tricked by the, the Pepsi commercial?
1: <laughs> I had forgotten that the uh their whole thing was uh, people stop drinking Pepsi and start drinking Diet Coke. That is weird.
2: Don't drink Pepsi. Drink Di- It opens and there's a whole bunch of Pepsi banners and there's a whole bunch of celebrities, like recognizable, so I can't remember their names right now, but there were a bunch of recognizable celebrities and, and they say we're drinking Pepsi and then all of a sudden the banners change. are like, psych! Diet Coke.
1: You don't recognize Don motherfucking Johnson? Thank you. Don Miami Johnson, voice Ice of Lieutenant King?
2: Falcon. Yes.
1: In G.I. Uh, Joe the movie. The father of Dakota Johnson. Oh, uh, God. Star of Madam Web. Okay, that is a thing. Yeah, I didn't realize Dakota really.
3: Oh my god! I didn't know that did you you thought she just got an acting career because she's so dynamic and.
2: Well, how did Kristen Ouch. Stewart get one then? Is she Patrick Stewart's daughter?
3: <laughs> you bite your tongue, sir.
2: Jimmy Stewart's <laughs> granddaughter. No, a legitimate question because she's terrible.
1: Uh, my understanding is that she has uh, uh, holds great sway in the lesbian community.
2: Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. then I'm wrong. Yeah. Look, if, if I've just learned this, I just myself- looked it up and
3: her dad's a her dad is a television producer, Kristen Stewart. Oh, her, her oh what is. a shock! His name is what John Stewart. Her his name is John, John Stewart. Stewart. No, no oh relation. My, oh my God, her dad no is relation. John Stewart. And her Whoa. mom is Jules that's Stewart, amazing. who also works in film and TV. So that's how. Boy, there's a, there's a shocker. That
2: talent just did just meteorically rise from nothing. <laughs> what, a, what a surprise. Look, I'm not even trying to Twilight Bash. I just, every time I've seen her in literally anything, I've been very uninterested. As uninterested as she seems to be while she's performing. Are
3: nice. we done here?
2: No, <laughs> we got uh, new more TV shows. We got New Heart. With Merv Griffin. Oh boy. Kate and Allie. Did they commit murder and go to jail? What is <laughs> happening on these? It's like these shows are just spiraling out of control. <laughs> I don't even know. I, you could tell me that, the, that that Kate and Allie commercial was a parody, and I would believe you because what the F is even going on?
1: I'm reasonably certain that uh, them in jail is like a fantasy dream kind of sequence because uh, I. I did watch Kate and Allie back in the 80s, and uh, okay. I don't remember that sort of thing happening.
2: But no, it could be wild. wrong.
1: could be that's wrong. Wild. Okay. Let's, let's,
2: let's race to the end because, you know, it's been long enough. Uh, they end up going on a cab ride because, yeah, uh, Irving shows up at Kathy's house with no gas in his car because he's a stupid asshole. Ooh, and uh, is- uh, uh, they both get in the cab, and nobody has any money with them. Like, you don't think to bring any cash at all? Yeah. They both are terrible.
3: It's insane. And then doesn't he end up asking his friend who's getting married for money?
2: Yes. They show up and have to get $4.85 first off. What, even in 1989, a taxi cab ride was not $4.85. If it's that close, just walk. What are we doing?
1: Uh, That is that is a thing. Um, I don't think you remember... Probably weren't taking a whole lot of taxes yeah, I, in 1989.
2: I say, I've no, I I didn't take my first cab till like 2006. So I guess, and even then it was outrageous. It was like seventy dollars to go two miles or some. It's I see why Uber and Lyft happened. Is all I'm trying to say. But they try to exchange presents in the car, and of course they just start fighting about that. They're at the wedding. And one of the most wild things is they're doing their vows. And Ross Irving's friend basically says he wanted, he wanted to be a better man because of how much Irving sucks. And he saw how bad <laughs> his friend was and how shitty his friend was and says, that's not how I want to live my life. And he became a better person as a direct result of that. And that is a wild thing. That is a wild thing to say at a wedding.
3: I kind of like it. I like that. He has a friend who is so terrible. Yeah. Uh, but also, if I was a terrible Kathy here, I would um, <coughs> immediately dump him. I would be like, if, you're, oh, if sure. your best friend thinks you're such a terrible person, I need to break up with you immediately. Yeah, it's not
2: good. And, and Lisa, Ross and Lisa are the people getting married. Lisa's deal was she used to study books about relationships and couldn't improvise in any way when her expectations were not immediately seen as reality. So, again, as as Chan said earlier, they just mirror Irving I, and Kathy. I was actually the one who said that earlier. <laughs> so it's yeah. Come on, Chan, stop. I said you said it. Um, as <laughs> the bit that will never die. God bless America.
1: You are entirely too amused with your own thing. I mean, this is Ray 101.
2: Anyway, wedding reception happened and all these other people are saying, can you believe Kathy and Irving aren't married yet? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I can very much believe that they're not married yet. Uh, and nobody wants to dance. And Irving's like, you have an expectation that I will dance at this wedding. So therefore, I don't want to do it. Wah, let's fight about it. And then they fight about this in an uninteresting Oof. and uncomfortable way. Oof.
1: Yeah, this uh, at this point, like, We're we're at uh, just a couple minutes before the end of it, so I'm like, "Done." Yeah, Yeah. you you just had a revelation at a wedding. You fucking dance. He bails. He refuses to dance and leaves the wedding. Leaves the wedding. What What is is that about? And then they end up back at her place where they can. Where she's like, "Get the fuck out!" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then they get into some sort of fight that I. And I don't understand the transition other than some kind uh, their thing is that they get aroused by fighting. Yes. Yes. I So he basically
2: lays out for her exactly what her problems are. She lays out for him exactly what his problems are. They're both right. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is sort of flirting. I guess we're going to bone now. It's like, no, <sighs> don't. Oof. Uh, Don't do that, please. And then they bone. So now because now we're now we understand each other. So now it's cool. And I just wrote here. I don't get this. I don't get this at all. And that's how it ends.
1: Yeah, that is how it ends. We were real. End of the show to like a a working resolution that I would have walked away thinking, oh, yeah, this show's pretty good. Uh, And then it just it just gets so fucking weird.
2: But Chen, you did say you thought it was pretty good. I mean,
3: over uh, Chan. This makes me lose a lot
2: of respect for you
3: as yeah. a human. We're being. learning a
1: lot about Chan. Not I in a good way. have been trying to do that <laughs> for almost nine years now, and the fact that you managed to hold any shred of respect <laughs> for me over this long is deeply disappointing to me.
2: Oh. Uh, and that's but- it. 1989. Did you guys watch the post credits uh, commercial?
1: uh the uh what was it for because they cut it off oh it is was murphy for brown
2: murphy brown let's bring it all full circle
1: tv's gina Polito, a How's murphy brown Kansas commercial Burgin holding up for you gina uh,
3: am i dead yet
1: <laughs> very nearly uh, um
2: and that's 1989 ladies and gentlemen this felt like, I don't know, something about this felt way earlier in the 80s. This felt like 1983 to me instead of 1989. Maybe it's just because the animation was so terrible and the quality. Look, this is this was videotaped off of television and then put on YouTube, right? There's no illusions anything else. So the quality of this video was not very good. I can't believe the original quality was particularly good either. I'm happy somebody saved it and put it online. I'm not happy I watched it.
1: It, like I said, it was better than I expected. It was not good, but I I found some moments to uh, say, like, okay, yeah.
2: You know what? If the fighting was done in a playful or entertaining way, I think I could have gotten behind a lot more of what's happening here. Yeah. But all I got was just very unpleasant arguing over basically nothing over and over again. And it made me... It's just... It was. A, I like it when people are fighting on my 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 stories. I think conflict is fun. <laughs> I enjoy that. That's why I watch the stories. But I don't like it when it's just, just nothing. Just there's there's nothing. We we're fighting over nothing, and not resolving it. And now and now I'm just like, it was maybe too real. I don't know. Something about it made me very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> it felt too much like mom and dad fighting. A little bit. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, it's, that wasn't funny, either. It's not good. It's just not. There's nothing. Yeah, it's not good. It's just nothing redeeming.
2: There's just there's just nothing here to like. I mean, Chan liked it, but there's nothing here to like. uh anyway, I, I there are two more Kathy specials. Why do I feel like we're on a collision course with watching both of them before the end of the Ugh. year?
1: I mean, if it's if it's tied to a holiday, you sure is fucking. That's true. I'll endure
3: a lot for a holiday.
1: Like, I hope that there's one that's a St. Patrick's Day special where Irving gets super fucked up and like hits on some corned beef and cabbage
3: all over Kathy's house. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you
2: know, due to a series of unfortunate events, we had a whole lot of Valentine's Day coverage. Um, And then it just because of just a variety of reasons, things kept falling through. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't think we're going to do as many Valentine's Day shows. Please tell me we're still going to do the VeggieTales uh, of <clears> Valentine's,
1: <throat> though, please. You know what? We'll do the veggie tales, We'll save the rest for next year. Uh, um, sadly, I feel like we're going to be here next year.
2: You say, sadly, we have so much more G.I. Joe to I watch. Keep Robert hoping,
1: I keep hoping that I have would...
2: a copy of G.I. Joe Renegade. Okay. So to the fan on uh, uh, social media, thank you for offering your G.I. Joe Renegades DVDs. I found out the other day. I have two copies of volume one and volume two. So I will be gifting Robert Clark Chan with one of these.
1: I will immediately gift it to the trash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you will keep it and you will watch it. So you do not have to find them online uh this is a great gift i bestow upon you um it's
1: so much easier to rip it from youtube than it is from a dvd oh well that's probably true
2: but uh anyway uh, i have too many so i do not need your copy at home thank you for offering i bought apparently enough for um more than
1: myself one is too many i mean you might be
2: what are these other G.I. Joe things on my shelf? Anyway, uh, that's knowing is half the podcast. I'm still unpacking for moving and paying for a brand new water heater, which I'm still upset about because the poop broke. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make in all of this is Gina wants to go home. So uh, anything anybody wants to plug?
3: No. Gina is home. He means home to my mother planet.
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> Poochie went to his mother.
2: <laughs> I just hope it's not an Alf situation where the government shows up and abducts her.
3: All right, listen, as long as they dissect me and kill me, I'm fine with it. Oh well, happy endings all around then.
0: Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel.